let's ask you to just uh, write a short introduction for us. What do you think? Go for it. No, you go. Welcome to Skids and Giggles, the podcast that combines our love for mountain biking and laughter. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the amazing ChatGPT AI and our recent mountain biking adventures in Switzerland. For those of you who don't know, ChatGPT is a large language model developed by OpenAI based on the GPT 3.5 architecture. It's capable of answering a wide variety of questions and providing informative responses. And we'll be exploring some of its capabilities in today's episode. But first, let's talk about our recent trip to Switzerland, where we hit some of the best mountain bike trails in the world. We'll share our experiences, the challenges we face, and of course, the hilarious moments that made us skid and giggle on the trail. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as we delve into the world of chat, GPT, and mountain biking in Switzerland. That is hilarious. And with that, we welcome the Skigglers to tonight's episode, where we sit down with myself, Pascal, and my host, Bryce, co-host Bryson. How's it going Howdy. tonight? Yeah, good. How are you doing? Oh, splendid. That's amazing. We are also joined by JetGPT, as we've mentioned in our generated introduction. Good to be here. Thank you, Pascal and Bryson. We also bought the language modulator um, plugin thingy, thingamabobber, that's the specific term, and it obviously modulates the language output as well. So for those of you who didn't catch on, it actually, that wasn't uh, me speaking really. It was, well, let's say it was me speaking, but I was actually reading a script created by ChatGPT. We just asked it to write a short intro for our show. And as you can see, we're going to tell you everything about our recent trip to Mount, to, to Switzerland. <laughs> as if you haven't been here for a very long time. <laughs> But anyway, talking about AI and GPT and all these things that are in the media at this stage, um, Bryson, do you have any experience with, uh, with AI? I'm proud to say, um, and proud to share it with you, Pascal, this is my very first experience with ChatGPT. And I mean, first-hand experience with AI, yeah. Oh, okay, wow. No, I mean, obviously, as a as a self-identified uh, dork, uh, I've been playing with it for some time. I have uh, my own account, which we've been using for tonight's episode. We've uh, pre-generated some uh, some talking points and some uh, some topics for tonight. And uh, so, yeah, I've been playing with it for some time, um, but also um, in, in in my personal time, I've used several different AI implementations. Of course, AI always sounds very grand and complicated and much science, but uh, at the end of the day, it can be something very, very simple. Um, there is some training software that I use that, uh, that uses a very basic implementation of AI, basically extrapolating from training data of all the users on the platform and uh, predicting kind of your performance, your training, which kind of intervals you should be doing, et cetera. It's actually pretty neat, uh, and I quite like it. It's called Trainer Road for anyone that wants to try it out. Uh, and at work, we've been, we've been using AI uh, in, in one way or the other for quite some time. I think at this stage, there is a lot that can be said about AI. 
Uh, and there's a lot of things that we don't want to be getting involved in, such as you know ethics and safety and morals of artificial intelligence and, and everything else that comes uh, with it. But what we thought would be interesting is just to um, use ChatGPT. So what is ChatGPT? It's a, a generative um, artificial intelligence. So you can use it to have a conversation. You prompt it. It gives you an answer. It generates beautiful texts. There's been a number of media stories where you know, people have used it for, um, for assignments in school. Um, there's been a very high-profile uh, article where ChatGPT managed to pass a, uh, an MBA class at an American university um, with a B minus. So it's you know, quite a bit away from perfect, but it actually can do the tasks that you ask it if you ask it in the right way. And that's kind of the, the technology that we, that we wanted to, dis, to, to show today what it can actually do. Pascal, what does the GPT stand for? GPT stands for Generative Pre-trained Transformer, which uh, in, in very basic terms means it's an extremely large uh, data dump that's been used to train the model. Um, so a lot of data, like text and, and all this, uh, basically a download of a lot of internet sources. And, and the model has been trained on that to learn how to talk basically or to reply to prompts and uh and yeah so it's been uh, it's been trained on a on a data set from september 21 um it also admits to uh being a little bit outdated but it keeps on learning and improving itself as it said in one conversation i had with it and uh we asked um some of the things that we are interested in and of course you know it being artificial intelligence, we wondered if there's uh, anything that it knows about mountain biking. That's right. What does it know about mountain biking? Well, what Pascal did was he interfaced with the chat GPT, and basically he just has a conversation with it. You know, as the name suggests, he has a chat, and it's a, just a prompt where he just types in a question. It actually just asks you to send a message, but he just straight up asked them, you know, is it difficult to get into mountain biking? <laughs> yeah, and actually, the uh, and that's what you'll find if you interact with the software for 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 some time. It is a, a very aggressive f on the fence sitter, <laughs> so it's uh, very balanced and it's responsive. It gives you sometimes it gives you nicely enumerated uh, responses, such as you know here's a couple of things that I know one two three four five, and then gives an overall very balanced answer, and and that's kind of very very conclusive. Um, but in others, it can be much more prosaic. But yeah, we will put all the, the different prompts that we used for this recording into the show notes, so you can you can try that out with your own account. Um, but I used a simple prompt, as Bryson mentioned: "Is it difficult to get into mountain biking?" And uh, Bryson, <laughs> what are kind of some of the, the highlights of the responses that you can pick out? Oh, is it difficult? I mean, it's. The answer is, yeah. okay, so here's the thing is, you can ask a seasoned mountain biker, is it difficult to get mountain biking? And you'll get a, a variety of responses, and it's all subjective. But when you ask chat GPT, it, like you said, it gives you a summary of these things, and it's like you can't deny it. You're just like, yeah, I mean, that's right. I don't know how else to, you know, 
we sat down a little bit earlier and we're thinking like, oh, how do we go about this? Oh, like let's let's contest everything it says. And it's kind of like, yeah, you kind of you would you would almost be wrong if you did so. So I mean, okay, for me, um, it gave us a list. I'm just going to quickly start it, uh, look at it. And number one, it says start with the basics. And I mean, that's exactly what I would tell people. It's like just get on the bike, get a get get a feeling for it. Try to do some things and have fun because what you want to do is, and this is the advice I've already given out to people who are starting out, is like you want to get comfortable with the way the bike reacts, the way you move on the bike, sitting on the bike for longer periods of time. And like, I mean, these are the basics. Basically, it's how to get into mountain biking. Well, first off, get used to riding a bicycle. Yeah. And I mean, the rest is also kind of run of the mill tips, really. So I guess you can, you can find that on any. YouTube video and uh, or, or or anything else, which is obviously a reflection of how it's been trained. So the second recommendation it gives you is invest in the right equipment. Having the right bike and gear can make a big difference. Duh, of course it does, right? If you're, you know, I'm six foot two, one eighty six. So if I ride an extra small bike, that's probably not going to be the right thing. So I should probably invest into the right the right uh, size bike. The thing is for these tips actually, like let's say we were complete beginners and we had never mountain biked before, these would be great tips. And they were like summarized and concise. Absolutely. Build up gradually. What do you mean? I don't start with black trails on a downhill bike, super steep, gnarly trails. What? <laughs> um, and I think I love the fourth one. Find a supportive community. Love it. Overall, it concludes, as I mentioned... While there may be a learning curve, with practice and persistence, you can become a competent and confident mountain biker. Quite the optimist as well. Okay, so now we 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 you know we we defined or found out if it's difficult to get into mountain biking, and of course, the next question really is, you know, what is what are the best places to get into mountain biking? And uh, guess what? Also for this, it has a great answer. What are your what are your highlights, Bryson? So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to approach it like I did last time. If someone were to ask me what are the best places to get in mountain biking, I would say go to the most convenient place that's sort of like a woods or like a hillside that allows you to conveniently and without too much like overexertion, I mean in, in, all, term, in, all, in all areas, um, get out there and just enjoy some aspects. Because what you're going to do is you're going to end up finding out that I mean, most people, it, it, it turns out to be is you start like, oh, I really like that aspect. And then I, that, and then you discover another one. You're like, oh, I like that aspect too. And then all of a sudden it kind of just, you know, you get, you, it's like a tsunami. Just <laughs> start washing over everything. So let's go. Number one, it says local parks and trails. There, I said it. So many cities and towns have local parks and trails that are suitable for beginners and intermediate riders. These trails often have smooth terrain and gentle slopes, making them a good place to build up your skills and confidence. Yeah, skills parks, parks near your house. You find all this stuff like sticks to ride over. Perfect. There you go. And then it continues, you know, steady progression, mountain bike parks. You know, we live in Switzerland. Perfect place. We, we have access mm -hmm. to some, some nice mountain bike parks. National parks and forests. No brainer. Ski resorts, if you're close to one. And then the final one, guided tours and camps. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's concise. I, I could not give such good answers. I mean, if this was a test and I had to answer these five things, I would fail. <laughs> You'd probably have one or two. Yeah, I mean, sure, I'd come close, but I, 
overall, like with all the questions that we asked it. Uh, um, yeah, absolutely. I'm not up there. It's like a it's like a pr- instant professional. Absolutely. I can see how I can get a B minus. <laughs> the funny thing, and I, you know, coming back to you know the very balanced answers it tends to give, it also concludes this one with remember safety should always be a top priority when mountain biking. Be sure to wear appropriate protective gear, know your limits, and ride within your ability mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Safety third at first. <laughs> exactly. But you mentioned Switzerland, so what does it know about Switzerland and mountain biking? I uh, know that was the natural progression of of our story arch for for tonight. And of course, we had to we had to ask what ChatGPT knows about Switzerland and mountain biking. And uh, I asked it straight up: Is Switzerland good for mountain biking? And of course, it's not very surprising that the system comes back with an answer and it says, yes, Switzerland is a great destination for mountain biking. With its beautiful mountain scenery, well-maintained trails, and a variety of terrain options, Switzerland offers something for every level of mountain biker. And I guess there's really not much more we need to say. I mean, we do have some very scenic trails. It obviously enumerates a number of other reasons, but... We do have very scenic trail trails. It also mentions our well-marked and maintained trails. Mm-hmm. We also have a lot of lift access trails. We have bike-friendly culture, tend to agree, and we have great infrastructure for mountain biking. Yeah, infrastructure is the one I would definitely highlight. Absolutely, and I think infrastructure um, is um, here meant in the in the wider sense. Um, it says specifically, Switzerland has a well-developed infrastructure for mountain biking, including bike rental shops, repair shops, and tour operators. This makes it easy for visitors to find the equipment they need and plan a trip. I think we should add to that uh, in terms of infrastructure, because what most people forget, um, certainly um, coming from overseas actually, is that you also need to get to the trails and that in Switzerland, we have a very well-developed public transport system. So you don't necessarily need to have a car. I need to, you know, clean up in my own garden as we like to say in german but i tend usually tend to drive my car but you don't have to uh you can take a train uh you can actually access trails um with the train in in some in some areas and uh, and yeah it's generally very easy um and um you can there's specific areas in the trains where you can load up your bikes and and you know jump on a train in zurich you're in the mountains within an hour an hour and a half and out on the trails. Yeah, but AI can't mountain bike, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. And, uh, you know, I had, I had, of course, the urge to ask it about, you know, if it wants to go mountain biking or if it wants to do, you know, what it feels about mountain biking. And, of course, it's, it's being very diplomatic and, uh, and it's a boilerplate answer to anything about feelings or um, thinking or... or let's say more intelligent um or or um emotional um answers it it just gives an answer that says as an ai language model i don't have emotions or feelings so i can't enjoy anything in the way that humans do ai is a machine that is programmed to perform specific tasks and can only enjoy in air quotes something insofar as it is designed to do so And I guess that's also where we stand currently with uh, artificial intelligence. It's incredibly good at doing what it's designed to do, uh, but it's still the the principles 
um, of of a, of a computer of being only as smart as the person that sits in front of it or directs it, they to some extent they still apply. So for those of you listening who are thinking, oh, I heard of AI. I read a headline, it's going to take over jobs. Well, listen to this. It says, ultimately, it's unlikely that AI will ever experience enjoyment or pleasure in the way that humans do, as these are complex emotions that require a subjective experience of the world. While AI can simulate certain aspects of human, human emotion, it is fundamentally different from human consciousness and experience. And while there are some specific tasks that, yeah, you can just set to like auto generate or whatever with, with computers, there's a, a definitive amount of things that humans must do. So, I mean, when you hear that headline, I think maybe take it with a grain of salt. Oh, absolutely. However, that does not mean that AI cannot be used in mountain biking or to make mountain biking better. Definitely. So, of course, my next question or the next prompt that I used was, how would you optimize a mountain bike ride through AI specifically? And uh, it gives, again, it gives, uh, gives a nice enumerated list. And, uh, and it is, uh, there's very wide-ranging applications of artificial intelligence in mountain biking, um, even beyond you know, just riding a bike. And uh, the, top, the top applications it, it mentions is um, route planning. I guess we've all used trail forks or Strava. Um, we've used the global heat maps in all the different variations. Komoot is another good example. Um, it also mentions adjusting your equipment, and I think that is an area I, um, I'm, I'm really kind of interested in. There's a lot of cool technology um, coming out in a number of areas. So I guess what most people have in mind is you know, the telemetry systems that are currently out and being used on the different racing circuits. But uh, I th um, um, I'm also thinking of... Uh, medical technology um, that is coming out. Uh, I just today looked up the HIT device um, is um, um, a helmet accessory, basically, that you stick on your helmet and that measures chi forces. Um, I have no relation to this company. I just looked at it today. Um, and uh, it measures chi forces and gives you recommendations in terms of um, head injuries, trauma, Etc. So it gives you clear indications if you hit your head too much on a, in a crash, for example, if you should consult medical attention, or if you if you should do some rest, or if you're fine to to ride the next day. So stuff like that is where um, where AI also has uh, has uh, quite a few applications. I think. Mm -hmm. What other takes uh, would you would you have on uh, how AI can make mountain biking better, Bryson? My favorite one from this list is take breaks as needed. I find, yeah, that applies to mountain biking, but actually it applies to life in general. I think, I think sometimes people can, you know, it's just generally speaking, you can get worked up about things. You can get kind of burnt out on, on doing specific things repetitively. Uh, you can be uh, too focused on some things too often and just straight up take Take breaks as needed. Rest and hydrate as needed during your ride to avoid fatigue and injury. It's just that 
taking that break is going to allow you to endure a little bit more for a little bit longer. And I mean, that's kind of like the human um, experience is we are here to experience things and to kind of make mistakes and learn and laugh and love and blah, blah, blah. And AI recognizes that <laughs> allowing us to take a break is allowing us to do a little bit more, to, to be a little bit more human. I love that one. Absolutely. But, you know, that there's, you know, certainly more experienced writers, they're used to listening to their body, uh, having the experience, and then they, they take breaks when they feel or know that they need it. But I think, yes, of course, there's always the, the element where people say like, oh, well, you can just go by experience and you can feel it when you get tired and all that sort of stuff. But certainly if you're a beginner, you're overwhelmed by everything, by the experience, by all these new people, new challenges, new everything, then it actually can be quite quite helpful, I believe, if you have, I don't know, some kind of health strap or another sensor of some sort that predictively tells you, hang on, Bryson, you're, you're, you're starting to cramp and uh, it's probably time to, to have a drink and a stretch and a lie down or, or something like that. So I think, uh, yeah, so I mean, there's, there's both the, the, the human element of like, yes, you need to do this and you can feel it yourself generally, but these tools can also be um, quite helpful to um, help you along that path to finding out yourself what you need. Um, and yeah, and there's a lot of these devices at the moment. I think this device would probably just be pre-programmed to let me know about the cramp. <laughs> and it would it would be successful. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Captain Hindsight, the Captain Hindsight device, and uh, it tells you once you're already on the floor crying, <laughs> just taking a break. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, as, um, there, there's many, many more questions that we can ask. And of course, this is a bit more a bit of the, the meta section of this conversation. Um, but um, we did ask one more a bit meta question. And um, because we, we try to double check the responses and double check the prompts. And actually, we found out that depending on the time of the day and what you've asked before, etc., you get slightly different answers. So we use the same prompt. Uh, that I used uh, yesterday again and uh, asked what's the best use of AI in mountain biking and uh, it was a very insightful response the second time around much more prosaic um, and uh, and Bryson what were the, the highlights of that compared to what we just discussed before if you wouldn't mind I want to read that verbatim sure go ahead there are several potential uses for AI in mountain biking that could enhance the experience for riders one such use could be in the development of smart bike technology that uses AI algorithms to optimize the performance of the bike based on the rider's preferences and riding style. For example, AI could be used to adjust suspension settings on the fly based on terrain and rider feedback, or to optimize power output and pedal assist assistance on electric bikes. This could help riders to achieve better performance and comfort on the trails and to make mountain biking more accessible to a rider range of people. This is going to be a pretty good technology. I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah, here we go again. Another potential use of AI in mountain biking could be in the development of virtual training and simulation platforms. Actually, you mentioned that this is happening already, right? right Trainer yeah. You have to I mean, think, you have to, again, put yourself back in the context of the data that was used to train the model. And that was mm -hmm. September 21. 
It is a machine after all. Yeah. AI could be used to create realistic simulations of different trails and conditions, allowing riders to train and practice in a safe and controlled environment. Now, that wouldn't be fun at all. <laughs> this could be particularly useful for riders who live in areas without access to suitable trails or who want to practice specific skills or techniques. Totally so it's kind of like a technical indoor trainer type of thing. But think of it with like moving parts and like rocks being thrown at you, dust, like spraying water, um, and then a skid simulator. <laughs> but more on that later. Uh, overall, the best use of AI in mountain biking is likely to be one that enhances the experience for riders and helps to make the sport more accessible and enjoyable for everyone. So it's like a mountain bike utopia described, at least for training um, and, and technique analysis. But to implement all of that, I would like AI to, to jump in there. So that's maybe another show or maybe the next version of chat GPT. Absolutely. Well, we need, yeah. there's always, you know, if you, if you can't solve the problem that with the tools that you have today, you need to improve your technology. Mm -hmm. um, and then hopefully the, the better technology can get you a step closer to solving the problems of tomorrow. Well said. With those uh, more meta um, kind of uh, prompts, we, uh, we, we wanted to just uh, to, to showcase a little bit what uh, you know, the model thinks and, and, and puts out as, as recommendations as to how to use the model itself or the, the technology itself. Um, to improve the, the the mountain biking experience for everyone, of course, we wouldn't be the Skits and Giggles podcast by also using our now notorious close our questions with the Chat GPT. Um, so of course, I had to ask it or prompt it, as they call it. Um, you know the the famous Harry Skidini. Bike magician extraordinaire in a in a simpler prompt, I asked it, how can you make mountain biking more awesome for anyone? And it actually has came up again with a fantastic list. And uh, I think I the first one, or no, actually the first the first two are probably my favorites. First one is explore new trails. We just last weekend we rode with a fellow friend, fellow, a former guest of the podcast, Stefan Lorenz. Felix Lutin, the guy from Brotlos Design, the guy from the European Bright Project, all we met up in, uh, in in Schäftland, went for a ride, had some nice pizza, chat, bike talk. It was a great day. We rode a new trail that I've never ridden before, and we rode with with new friends. Uh, so I guess that was that was a really really cool um, cool day, and I guess that made mountain biking more awesome for me on Sunday. <laughs> Definitely did. Great shout out too. Like. That was really cool. And finally, we got to see each other again, like in person. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. So you hit, okay, so you hit number one, explore new trails. Number two, ride with friends. Oh, I got number three, try out new gear. Stefan, um, he's doing the pie rope thing, distri distribution. And he's like, hey, want, have you ever tried those wheels? And I was like, no, what's that all about? And he's like, okay, I'll throw it on your bike. And, and here's what happened. I brought my trail bike. So everyone else is on like, oh, except for you, they're all on enduro bikes. You're on in your enduro hardtail and I'm on my trail bike. So it's, you know, it's a little more timid, let's say in terms of like an aggressive approach. But once you put those, those wide wheels and those massive grippy tires on it, I was like, 
let's slay. Let's, I mean, let's take this trail on, right? So try out new gear. Had fun with that. Um, oh, take a skills class. I haven't done that in a while. Oh, I actually signed up for two uh, in the next couple of months. So okay. I'm really looking forward to that. So I think it's always good to write with, uh, with different people, um, with uh, people that have different perspectives on the sport, on writing. Um, so yeah, so I signed up for... Uh, for skills coaching with two separate uh, and completely different styles of coaches and uh, and yeah really curious to to find out what the what they what they think of my of my writing and what i can improve also the next time i see you see you you'll have the the textbook style <laughs> maybe um what else does it say oh it comes up with incorporate other activities okay why not that's a good one. Mountain, mountain biking with yoga. We heard that before. Yeah. Uh, friends from the Bike Boutique. She does uh, mountain biking and yoga retreats. Mm-hmm. Also comes up with trail running and mm-hmm. rock climbing. I mean, those things, they, they go almost hand in hand. So definitely agree with that. These were my off-the-bike activities at one point or another. Um, very recently, it was trail running and rock climbing. And then previously, back in Vancouver, I would do a lot of yoga. Um, yeah, I just find that, uh, it's, it's true. Incorporating other activities is going to help you, uh, into a more like rounded package in terms of like flexibility, strengths. My favorite one, connect with the community. So I'm a big, uh, proponent of community rides, group rides, clubs. So that's really cool that it was able to recognize that that is one of the things that makes mountain biking awesome. Fully agree, 100%. Again, community is a large driver of why we do the Skits and Giggles podcast. It's always great to meet guests, to meet listeners, to you know reach out, be in contact, be in conversation with everyone, to have a, a chat about you know the things that we love and, and try to move forward as a, as a community. And I think that's, that's what we're here to do. And uh, I love it that the computer even says that we're we're onto something something good here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it just sounds like it's uh, modeling its answers after what we're doing. So maybe it's been it's been reading us all along. Hang on a second. Are we intelligent? Maybe we are in the machine. Are we in the machine? <laughs> well, finally, I guess the pièce de résistance for most of our guests is the great question that Bryson usually gets to ask, and. Why don't you take this one away, Bryson? I'd be delighted. So, Mr. Ominent, Ominescent, oh, great chat GPT, what makes a great skid? Now, I was so amazed by this answer. I need to read it out verbatim. I'm sorry. I'm just not original like this. He says, or she, or it. It's a it. Okay. So, chat says, hey, Chad, what do you think about a skid? Chat says, a skid is a technique used in mountain biking to control speed and drift around corners. While skidding can be a useful skill to have in certain situations, such as loose or steep terrain, it's important to note that excessive skidding can damage trails and harm the environment. Very true, and it's been, it's been said before. That being said, if you are looking to execute a great skid, here are some tips. One, positioning. Before starting a skid, make sure you're in the right position on your bike. 
Shift your weight back and low and bend your elbows and knees slightly. Keep your eyes looking ahead to anticipate the upcoming turn. <sighs> Insightful, right? Oh, it's picture perfect. <sighs> Getting shivers here. Okay, number two, braking. To initiate the skid, apply your rear brake while leaning your bike into the turn. This will cause your back wheel to slide out slightly. Depending. It's starting. <laughs> number three, release. As you approach the exit of the turn, release your brake and smoothly straighten your bike. Ah, oh, I'm starting to sound like an infomercial. <laughs> Love this. Number four, practice. Skidding can be tricky to master, so it's important to practice in a safe and controlled environment before attempting it on trails. <laughs> you know, I, I think it has... I th I think it has succeeded in telling us what a great skid is. It's, I mean, it lacks a little bit of the, uh, it lacks any of the creativity, any of the looseness that we, that we get from 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 normal guests. But I mean, it's correct. And you know, actually, if, if technically on point, it, and let's say this, let's say we we were to approach a, a beginning mountain biker, and he would come to us and be like. I don't know, guys. I don't want to come on the podcast because I'm uh, I'm anxious. I I I don't know a thing about skidding, and I don't. I, I'm just getting into mountain biking. What do I need? And it's like, hey, you know what? You can list. You can read the the correspondence of our chat GPT. You can follow the tips it provides, and then you're going to be ready to come on our podcast. <laughs> so the end of this says: Remember that skidding should only be used when necessary and in a reasonable manner. Excessive skidding can damage trails, create unnecessary erosion, and harm the environment. Always ride with respect for the environment and other riders. Well said. I mean, well responded. What a powerful tool, Pascal. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure there's many more things we could be asking. And uh, we are actually pretty curious. What would you guys ask ChatGPT about mountain biking, about your bike, about learning new things, about everything. So let us know in the comments. There's a new function on Spotify where you can send um, replies right after the episode. Just to scroll down in the episode screen. There's now a Q&A box. You can uh, just uh, put your questions and comments in there and we can reply to those uh, at the later stage. You can also uh, send us messages on our usual channels, Instagram, email through our website, all these kind of things. And with that, I guess we we want to close out the show for tonight. What do you think, Bryson? Um, I mean, should you ask me or should you ask chat GPT? I think we used up all the bandwidth of chat GPT for tonight. So I'm going to just say the things that I usually say at this stage, and that's mentioning our website where you can find all the links and info for this episode and all the other episodes that we've put out. We are currently most active on our Instagram, where you can skid right into our DMs and follow along at Skits and Giggles. Um, if you guys like what we're doing and want to know what's up, then just give us a follow on Spotify, hit subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to great podcasts. Finally, last thing to say, sharing our episodes on your socials or a heartfelt five-star rating on your favorite platform 
goes a long way in helping us reach more people like you. On Spotify, actually, you can do that with a simple tap on a five-star, and it's all done. You don't even need to write anything. Right on. With that, we close it out for the night. We'll talk to you the next time. Have a good one, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Pascal and I put a lot of heart and soul into this podcast, and it means a lot to us that you've listened to it. We'd also really appreciate if you shared it with the people that you know and care about. Until next time, Skigglers. Skigglers.